I was eating junk. I had just had two children back to back. I used to not be able to get on the ground. I never, ever daily exercise. Before, if I'd get down, I'd need a chair or something to help me get back up. I was 84 pounds heavier at one time. I was always a big dude, but I couldn't move around. That all changed when they met. Diamond Dallas Page started doing yoga, man. I started doing a, a thing called DDP yoga. It's not your mama's yoga. WCW heavyweight champion, known for his signature move, the Diamond Cutter. Diamond Cutter! Took what he learned recovering from an injury and years in the ring and created DDP yoga. Working out combined with the eating habits, it was a huge difference. I felt so much better. It's a lot of fun for me because I never used to be able to be active. Now I'm, I'm on the floor, I'm rolling around, it's pretty cool. More than importantly, I just want to be alive. I'm down about 110 pounds. DDP yoga can work for anyone. DDP. DDP. Radio. Hello, my fellow DDPL the Warriors. What is going on? It is me, Michael D. Mullins, here for Mike at 90%.com. It is Wednesday night, which means another live episode of DDP Radio. And uh, it's going to be a fun one. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, and, uh, every time we have uh, our guests on that we're going to be having tonight, uh, we end up getting so much great feedback, and so many people have uh, questions regarding their own health. And uh, she's our seasonal guest. We're going to bring her on in just a second. And I think Stacy might have chimed in last minute. Uh, are you on the line, Stacy? I am here, Mike. How are you tonight? Ah, oh, wonderful, wonderful. Of course. Uh, you know her as the first lady of GDP Radio, Miss Stacy Morris, and uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's good. We got some storms rolling in. I gave you a call earlier to let you know that uh, we got some heavy storms coming in the area, but it's nice. We just uh, Katie and I just did some grilling on the front porch. It was 85 degrees out today. Sun was shining, and uh, life is good. How are you? Oh, lovely. Uh, I'm doing very well. Uh, had a busy day. Did a workout. Um, and now I'm just ready to roll, and I'm ready to talk to Nancy. We always love it when she's on. Yes, yeah, very much so. And uh, I was talking to her beforehand um, about how I felt so bad because she's so cool and so, like, she doesn't, she's, like, no, not, you know, aggressive and correcting me or anything. But when I first, uh, when we first got introduced to Nancy, I kind of asked her how to pronounce her name, and she was kind of loose on the subject. I'm like, hey, now what do you think and type of thing? So I said it. But then every show since then, I've been paranoid that I've said it wrong, that I'll change it up about four times a show just to try to cover all my bases. Um, but I'm just going to bring her on right away into the conversation, and uh, we'll get going, and we'll take care of some business with uh, just the upcoming shows and stuff. Um, but uh, you know her. Uh, she's got her website, nancygiberte.com, uh, Twitter, at Nancy Giberte, and uh, she is a uh, hell of a nutritionist. She's got so many letters after her name, I can't even keep up. But she knows what she's talking about. Every season, she comes on DDP Radio and talks to us about the latest and greatest and what you need uh, seasonally for your health and kind of where to take things. A wealth of information. It's one of those shows you got to listen to a couple times to get it all in. Uh, welcome to the show, as always, for our summer, spring-summer edition. Nancy <laughs> Green. Say hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. <laughs> welcome back, Nancy. <laughs> Thank and you. I know there's just never a shortage of of topics when we have um, 
and you're a fu- you're a nutritionist and a functional medicine specialist. Am I saying that right? Yes. Yes. Uh, and, and functional medicine is all about using food as medicine. Is that part of it? Food, yes. And the whole idea is to really know how one's body is functioning as compared to really just treating symptoms. Why don't we look at, you know, from head to toe, what's going on, where is the imbalances, and then look to food and um, natural supplements to get your body in balance so you reach your optimal health. Yeah, and we need this type of philosophy so desperately these days because I did a blog uh, a couple months ago and I interviewed you for it about how prolific these pharmaceutical ads are. It seems like every week there's a new drug invented. And then in six months they're gone, which I I don't get at all. But um, it's something that I personally want to stay away from. I don't want chemicals any more than you know, I have to breathe them in the air, you know, on a d- daily basis. But you have helped me really reassess, um, you know, we, we've worked with what I eat. But be, through your, your methods of testing, it's there in black and white what's going on with my body and how we can approach it through food and, and herbs and, and the natural stuff, which is great. Exactly. And, you know, that's, that's the problem with conventional medicine. Like you mentioned, there are so many um, different um, medications that come out, and then if you watch it on TV, then they're like, okay, at the end they do the whole, um, if you take this, you could have this condition, that condition, death, blah, 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 and it's worse than what you started mm-hmm. out with, and it's really a Band-Aid. Um, another mm-hmm. thing is they push drugs through, so they they may not have 10 years of testing. So, it, for instance, if you're taking some um, synthetic hormonal medicine, but then you end up, God forbid, with breast cancer, you know, was it worth mm. it? Could there have been a more natural approach um, to really balance out your hormones as well? So that's the difference when we look at functional medicine compared to conventional medicine. And and basically it's the toolbox that your practitioner or your, um, your physician is using. If they're using the old toolbox, they could be rusty and they could only provide a certain result (laughs) output. But if you're using the latest functional medicine that's saying, Hey, for me, how does my body react and is it reacting because there are imbalances well then perhaps that medicine won't even help but that's all they will offer so i would highly recommend everyone looking for a functional medicine specialist to work with and if you could find a nutritionist as well great all in one good you know um but you want always, you want your treatment to be customized because I don't care if you're going to conventional or an alternative practitioner, if they're going to give you the same run-of-the-mill yeah. treat, then that's not good either. Right, because between everyone's individual genetics and um, just weaknesses and, and you know ways in which the body breaks down for various reasons, there could be no possible, you know, one set of, of rules for all. So, exactly. um, 
And I, I was so eye-opening when I got my first organic acid test through you because it went way beyond um, blood testing and just showed me, I mean, I, how many panels are there on that test? Right, so one, this is a non-invasive first morning urine, it checks 74 markers, and it's, it's so informative. Not only does it show you your GI health, and that's really the core of one's life. You know, we understand it in exercise for the abs and, you know, work on your core to make sure your back's okay and so forth, right? But that's really the core of our health, our immune system, our adrenal system, our thyroid, our hormones. So it checks that GI health, but then it checks your absorption, your Krebs cycle, your digestion, how are you assimilating your food, and then, you know, it can say, how's your amino acids, how's your nutritional markers, um, how's your detoxification pathways, so if if we can't detoxify, then the smallest toxin is going to do damage to us and cause inflammation and degenerative diseases. So it checks all of that. Um, you know, it just it, it goes beyond. It also checks our neurotransmitters, our adrenal system, our serotonin, our dopamine. So that also goes into mood, but that goes into focus. That goes into food intolerances because if our serotonin is low it's usually correlated with food intolerances um, all of this is tested with just one you know one test the organic acid test this is all the information you get so now you see how am I functioning at this level if you need to go further then there are other tests like hormone testing, which are saliva testing and stool testing if, you know, you have really uh, GI issues. But I would always say the core should always be the organic acid test because that gives you the most for your money. And there's so much that you could work on first, you know, and if you're feeling great, yeah. you don't need to do further testing. Why bother? You know? Oh, right. And, and for, yeah. I was just I was going to say, because I was going to look into this. Are you able to get in the chat room? Have you gotten in there at all? I have not, no. Have you tried? But I, I do have some. Asking... Why are you, are you asking about, do people have questions? No, I'm asking if the chat room is working, because it seems to be kind of, oh. it's, it's, it's empty on my end, and I think I might have done something wrong, because I've done this before. <laughs> so I didn't know oh. if you tried to get into the chat room or if you were in there at all. No, I'm I'm going to be momentarily, though. Okay, if you can just let, just let me know if it's if it's working okay because I've screwed this up before. <laughs> okay, okay, but uh, you know, up until I don't know four years ago when I was you know when I had my first organic acid, I had done the traditional blood testing, which does the you know cholesterol, the sugars, um, my thyroid, which I do have a slow thyroid, um, mm-hmm. but this was so much more thorough. And conversely, when I started to treat some of these imbalances through food and through some of the, um, the supplements you recommended, my health really took off. I mean, markedly so. That's so great. It is, it's very worth uh, the extra effort. And um, I know I've heard this before, and I, I think it's just it makes so much sense that the gut is really ground zero for mm-hmm. dis-ease and unwellness because – 
it's it's a very vulnerable spot. It doesn't really get like literally gets no no air. It's hard to really cleanse it properly. Mm-hmm. And um, most people's guts are kind of out of kilter, which contributes to so many um, maladies, even just the basic, you know, feeling lethargic and no energy. 100%, you know, and you know, so we are what we eat, we are what we absorb. It's very simple, you know, put clean, healthy food in there, um, but then we also have to see how our body's functioning because what could be poison to me could be nutritious to you and vice versa, you know, depending on if we could break it down. But the GI tract, that has to be healthy. And so many people don't have healthy GI tracts. They could have candida. They could have an imbalance of good and bad flora or bacteria. Um, They could have other organisms on there that are taking nutrients out. And all of this would stop and prevent the absorption of nutrients and then you can't get your amino acids and you can't grow muscles um, and you can't um, you, you, you're not going to get energy you're not going to turn that ATP energy and, and feel great after you eat but also it will affect the thyroid and the adrenal system and your hormones you know so um, you know, you could feel tired no matter how much sleep you get. You could have brain fog. You know, you could feel um, cold. You could have a problem losing weight. And then you can also, um, you know, get all your your clock, your rhythm is all wrong. So you can get energetic at night but be tired in the morning, and that means your adrenal system is imbalanced. You can have poor memory. Um, you can be depressed. All of this, you know, starts to – I think we are creatures of habit, and we just we, – we live with it day in and day out, and we say, oh, that's life, or – I guess there's nothing else. So you don't really know what optimal health is mm-hmm. if you're mm-hmm. living with that every day. You know, and then you go yeah. for your CBC, your complete blood count, and the doctor may tell you, oh, everything's fine. Well, yeah, everything mm-hmm. may be in the right range, but are you too low or too high? They're not looking, um, and they're not listening to the symptoms usually. Yeah, and, and two things you mentioned, and this was in the uh, – the topic headline, the adrenals and thyroid. I mean, they are really huge in terms of well-being. And I think it's very common. I know adrenal burnout is is very, you know, prevalent in our culture uh, with nonstop, you know, with iPhones and and just constant stimulation. But also the, the, um, the thyroid, which... I don't know. I've, I, I guess there are people out there with perfectly balanced thyroids. I don't know if I've met very many. But why, <laughs> why, are, why are they both so important and what do they do? Right. So that's a really great question. And I would say first it also depends on who one is seeing and what type of tests they run because um, there's a lot of thyroid symptoms that are similar to adrenal fatigue. So the two are often confused and even misdiagnosed, right? So the tests for thyroid and adrenal problems are often difficult to interpret correctly. Um, but we do see if you have a low thyroid function, it usually 
there's adrenal stress that causes the problem to begin with. We usually see that. So the adrenals are one's life-saving organs because they really control the body's hormones and they help to survive in stressful situations. So most of us understand um, the adrenal function because they hear adrenaline and they know that that's a, you know similar to the word because that acts as the fight or flight response. And you secrete many of these important hormones, including panogenol, um, adrenaline, estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, DHEA, and cortisol. Now, the adrenal system is going to secrete those, but if you look at those, those are also involved when we think of hormonal imbalance, be it um, for women, people are always like, oh, perimenopause, menopause, whatever, but men go through this as well. So if there's an imbalance of the estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, the DHEA, and the cortisol, now we have the uh, triangle effect. So we have the thyroid that affected the adrenal, and the adrenals screwing up our hormones, and now we're really feeling like garbage. Um, when the adrenals are constantly stressed, this sets off an autoimmune inflammatory response throughout the entire body. So now it's the adrenal, the hypothalamus, the pituitary feedback loop, and it secretes cortisol. And that's when people will say, oh, I can't seem to lose this weight and I, or I gain it in my belly area. And now all of the organs and plus your immunity are being negatively impacted, and the assault is on the cortisol. So that's where if you're tested for that and they do a blood test, it really is not giving enough information because you want to do saliva testing where you collect your saliva four times throughout the day. Cortisol is supposed to start high in the morning. It's supposed to go down and down and down and down until you go to bed. But for the people who get revved up because they have adrenal fatigue, right, they will start up. And then it will rev up the cortisol. And now these are the individuals that have all this energy at night and they're not going to bed before midnight and they're really messing up their body. So now this adrenal imbalance could actually cause someone's thyroid problem to get much worse. And, you know, what type of symptoms are you looking at if you have a thyroid? Well, we have, um, you just have a sense of like, you don't feel well. Your metabolism is off. You can't, you don't have the ability to fight off viruses and bacteria. Um, the adrenal dysfunction and the underactive thyroid are going to go hand in hand. You could feel fatigue, weight gain, depression, sensitivity to cold, but you could have muscle or joint aches, brain fog poor memory, your hair and your nails could be brittle, some have shortness of breath, thinning of hair, um, definitely, you know, PMS, if we're going through that, um, you could have your heels could be very calloused, you could have chronic yeast infections, which could be candida, and then low libido, infertility, all of this, so now you're like, if you go to the doctor with all these problems, you're not really, it's like, oh my God, you're just, you got so many issues going on. Many times we don't then, many times 
the connection between low thyroid, uh, adrenal, hormone imbalance, where do we start? And what you have to do is treat them all. Think of the triangle. We must treat them all. So, you know, even uh, if you go do tests, some, some will test blood work for T3 and T4. We, what we have to understand when we look at that test is know that some adrenal hormones actually help with the conversion of T4 to T3. And in the final effect of T3 on the tissues. So if there's this thyroid hormone in our cells is being affected by our adrenal hormones and our adrenal system, we either have fatigue, which means it's the adrenal system is low and it's not really functioning properly. Now we've thrown off the thyroid hormone. And it's a delicate balance that you have to know how to interpret the, whatever even conventional test results and how then do we bio, uh, biomedically get the person balanced. So that's something that you really, if you feel any of these symptoms, you know, I, I have mentioned this before on past radio shows here is always keep a journal. Keep a journal of how you start your day, what time you wake up, what time you go to bed, what are you eating, how do you feel, and when I mean how do you feel, how's your energy, how's your mood, how's your focus, you know, how are your muscles, your joints, keep track of that because you have to be your own best health advocate. Otherwise, you're going to be put on thyroid medications and some people actually feel more exhausted and can't lose weight when they're put on the thyroid medication. I've had several that actually double their weight when they're put on uh, thyroid medications because we're not, the practitioner is not looking at this triangle and how it all affects metabolism um, to get the thyroid balanced to support a healthy metabolism, improve the weight management, energy, and mood. And it's really key. Um, so you, you definitely want to look at all of that, <clears throat> especially if you're feeling um, depressed. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. So unexpected symptoms of a thyroid issue would, could be depression, because it causes the brain to slow down, makes it more difficult, which could lead to clinical depression. It's very underestimated how much the thyroid and the adrenal system affect or cause depression. So when, when one's mood is compromised, people usually feel weak and stiff. The second unexpected symptom would be a memory problem. So, you know, are we having cognitive dysfunction? Um, another thing could be, you know, um, elimination is the end of digestion, right? So if we're having problem either with frequent constipation, that's showing that the digestive system is slowing down, and that could be related to a thyroid or adrenal dysfunction. Dry skin. The thyroid hormone really does play a, a crucial role in keeping our skin healthy. So you want to look at your skin. You want to look at your hair loss. Um, there's been severe cases of hair loss when a thyroid is imbalanced, um, changes in your hormones, infertility, 
and high cholesterol. You know, there has been studies that show low levels of thyroid hormones and high levels of thyroid-stimulating hormone, the TSH, actually could lead to high cholesterol. So where there's higher TSH levels, there's usually associated with higher cholesterol levels. Um, So if it's a minor thyroid issue, then that doesn't usually affect the cholesterol. It's usually when the thyroid is really imbalanced or it's been imbalanced for a long time that it can affect cholesterol. So we'll have some individuals that will say, listen, I eat so healthy, I do this, and then we look at the organic acid test. Can that individual break down fats? I don't care if they're healthy or not. Can they break them down? Because if they can't, it leads to a fatty acid oxidation issue. So then if we have high cholesterol and we can't break down those fats, the next thing we want to do is look at the adrenal functioning because then we know, oh my God, this is the perfect storm for a thyroid that's not functioning properly. You know, so there are so many signs, but who knows about these signs? You know, it's, it's um, again, you have to be your own health advocate. But this is where I say exercise and eating healthy is not just enough, you know, and that's where I talk about like the nine steps, nine steps to a healthy lifestyle. We have to look at nine critical areas and that's what we have to incorporate in our life. We have to make it a lifestyle where we really embrace life and we look at every area. So we want to make sure that you know, we're exercising. We want to make sure that we're eating healthy. And there are certain foods that can help support thyroid function. So eating your um, your healthy fishes like wild salmon and sardines are really great because of the omega-3 fatty acids. And that decreases inflammation, helps with immunity, lowers cardio disease, but Fish is a really good source of selenium, and selenium is the most concentrated in the thyroid. So selenium helps decrease inflammation, but it also is going to nourish the thyroid. So if our thyroid is functioning low, then it will help kick that in. So, you know, that's one thing with the food. Another thing are nuts. Nuts are also a great source of Selenium. And if we look at Brazil nuts, macadamia nuts, hazelnuts, those three are particularly high in it. So it will help the thyroid function. Obviously, we, we don't need a lot of them. You know, a small handful is enough to get what we need if we're absorbing our food. Um, fresh fruits. Does it, and- does it matter if nuts are raw or, or not? Does that make a difference? Yes, and that's a great question. Raw nuts are the best. Roasted nuts, unfortunately, what they usually, you know, the food industries would take nuts that could even be rancid and they roast them and then they could sell them. So the best for these Brazil nuts, hazelnuts, macadamia nuts, raw is the best. And, you know, in Whole Foods they even have like sprouted 
um, ones where they soak them, you know, those taste really good as well. And you have an added benefit because they've soaked them and they've unlocked the nutrients. So you're getting like double um, nutritious um, food when you go for that as well. And you don't need a lot of them. Again, this is where... Is my body functioning? Can I break down fats? I don't know. So someone might say, you know, I've tried Brazil nuts and they make me feel like garbage. Well, perhaps you can't break down fat. So if you can't break down fat, you're not going to get the selenium from it, which is going to help your thyroid. So we go back to if you can't take an organic acid test, keep a food journal so you could be your own health advocate and, you know, connect the dots of how do I feel when I eat this food. Um, But, you know, and then fresh fruits and vegetables. That's uh, a cornerstone of a successful um, eating regimen. And obviously organic would be best because if your body cannot detoxify, then you're not throwing out those toxins in your liver and your kidneys are taking all this added time to get rid of the toxins from the pesticides or the genetically modified organisms as opposed to being cleansed from the antioxidants and the nutrients from the organic uh, produce, which would be much better. Now, with certain thyroid um, issues, you want to limit the amount of raw broccoli and cabbage because um, it could block the thyroid's ability to absorb iodine, which is also essential for normal thyroid function. But if you steam them, then you're good. Um, And then seaweed is another high concentration of iodine, which could be um, helpful to one's thyroid. And it also has fiber, calcium, vitamins A, B, C, E, and K, which um, can help. But too much iodine, so this is where too much of a good thing can be bad as well. Too much iodine for some people can worsen their thyroid imbalance. Again, go back to know your body, know how you feel. Don't leave mm-hmm. it in the hands of anyone else. And, you know, Stacey, this is where I give you uh, kudos beyond recognition because you really know your body and know how you feel when you eat and you're so in tune. And people need to get to the level you're at because it really just, it just takes them to a higher level so they could reach their optimal health um, as well. You know, I found it very startling years ago when I was seeing many um, women in their 20s that were coming in with Hashimoto's, which is um, a hypothyroid issue. And it's always, you, I would, you know, over 90 associated with a vitamin D deficiency. Now, lots of times the women that I saw that were young with this, they weren't eating well. Um, They were around a lot of toxins, and they put all these um, makeup on them that had the sun protection, the sunscreen, and it wasn't the good stuff either, meaning, you know, it could have been very expensive, but it was Mm -hmm. synthetic and chemicals and everything else. We do need to get 
vitamin D in us. And so if you are going to a regular doctor, when you get your CBC, which is the complete blood count, always make sure that they check your vitamin D. I still can't understand or fathom why conventional doctors would not check for vitamin D. That should be like a no-brainer. It should just be standard. But for some places, you have to still ask. So if you have a low vitamin D um, level, you know, there is a link with thyroid issues. So how can one boost the metabolism or boost the thyroid and and, and adrenal as well. Well, you know, yes, exercise, but I have seen many individuals who will go all crazy with exercise and they already are adrenal fatigued and it actually makes them more angry. It, you know, it, mm. it, it really brings out a road rage in them and it's because their adrenal system needs nourishment first. So if your and dopamine and right. your uh, serotonin is, is really low and you're now doing these high-intensity exercises, mm-hmm. it really boomerangs. It's really, it's, it's really not good at all. Um, so, again, listen to yourself and, and see how you feel, not only after you eat something, but after you exercise um, you know, these these starvation diets and these crazy cleanses are not going to do well for your metabolism. It actually slows down metabolism, and it really can negatively impact your thyroid and definitely will mess up your adrenal system. Um, so you really want to you really want to eat healthy throughout the day. Definitely choose a healthy protein um, because lean protein um, can really um, can help also burn more calories, but it's also it, it provides more energy and it, it lets you have endurance throughout the day. Uh, also, another thing I see is dehydration. So many people are dehydrated. The way we're um, sleep-deprived, we're dehydrated. And it does show that um, you need to drink water. Drinking water increases the amount of energy you burn, even at rest, as much as 30%. Your body needs to stay hydrated to work well all day, and we need to avoid too much caffeine, which can dehydrate us, but also too much caffeine will negatively impact our adrenal system. So there's, you know, again, we look at the lifestyle. It's not just take a med and then don't get sleep and work out like a crazy maniac and don't eat healthy and don't take the right nutrients that are going to nourish our adrenal system and our thyroids because it's just the body is is being torn apart in in so many areas. And then look at what you're eating because there are certain foods to avoid when you have a thyroid issue, and gluten is definitely one of them um, because it can irritate the small intestine and hamper the absorption of the thyroid hormones. And if you are taking any thyroid uh, medication, gluten can actually interfere with that absorption as well as eating too high, if you're eating very high fiber foods, 
that can also prevent the absorption of synthetic thyroid hormones. So, you know, and I don't know if conventional practitioners are mentioning, you know, this or they're just giving the prescription for the medication. But again, we have to look at the whole picture. Fatty foods really disrupt the absorption of thyroid hormone medications, and it actually interferes with the thyroid's ability to produce hormones. So these fried foods um, and unhealthy fats like margarine, um, mayonnaise, and you know fatty cuts of meat should be eliminated. But then the mm-hmm. sugarier foods also. Um, will slow down metabolism and will also affect the adrenal system. Processed foods with sodium, that's going to affect the thyroid. It could lead to then high blood pressure um, and then alcohol. So alcohol consumption can wreak havoc on the thyroid hormone levels in the body, as well as the ability of the thyroid to produce hormones. Um, It has a toxic effect on the gland and does suppress it. So you want to have, if you're going to have a drink, you have to drink in very careful moderation. I mean, then soy. So soy, the hormone estrogen, can interfere with your body's ability to use Um, the thyroid hormone. So there's a lot of um, controversy with soy. Some people, you know, uh, recommend it. um, And some researchers believe that um, too much of it can actually increase one's risk for hypothyroidism. So this is where you have to see, is your food regimen balanced? Um, do you are you following any guidelines? Do you have any idea of what you're putting in your body and how you feel after you've eaten it? So you know these are some things that you could look out for, um, to say the least. Um, as far as the adrenals, if you feel like you're adrenal fatigued, I would definitely and then. I would then ask yourself, are you getting sleep? You know, how's your mood management? Um, do you have excessive weight in the belly area? And if you say yes to all of these, you know, then you, so you want to look at the stress. You want to look at your environmental exposures. You want to see if you have suboptimal nutrition. You want to look at genetics. Then you want to look at, are you in a hormone flux? So uh, puberty, birth control, pregnancy, menopause, um, you know, hormone replacement treatment, you want to look at all those. And then you want to say, well, do I have cognitive decline, increased cholesterol, bone loss, cardio issues, um, you know, and do I have that in my genetics as well? To really help the adrenal system, you know, to get it jump started depends really if you're very imbalanced you have to yes look at the lifestyle but you have to nourish your adrenal system and mm-hmm. you know it depends if you're a male or a female it depends if you're on medication because even even natural supplements you know what i call nutraceuticals be it um herbs or um vitamins can affect um differently if you're a male or a female and if you're on different medications. Um, So you really, you have to look at the whole picture. Um, Homeopathic remedies 
are really great, and we don't. Um, what I like about homeopathic remedies, if your body is ready to absorb them, we don't really see um, issues when taking those as well. But you definitely don't want to go around with adrenal fatigue because, again, it's a domino effect. It's a snowball. Um, it's then going to affect the thyroid, the hormones, something else, weight management. And, it's just, and then, you know, like five years out, you're all tangled uh, with a lot of issues, and we don't want that. Nancy, uh, I got yeah. a question. I know, I know that you, uh, yeah, you know, you, this is your living. You, you deal with this on a daily basis. Um, you know, the health of, uh, of of people and 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 the, you know the nutrition and stuff. Um, you, here in America, we've had kind of like a label placed on us for like many years, like by like other countries, as like we're all just like fat and like just you know overeating. <laughs> you know, like people see our People see our portions and they're huge. Like there's a stigma that's around like American culture, the way we eat. And like, you know, we go to a restaurant and they give us a huge plate of food that we feed about a family in some other countries. But it seems in the past couple of years as the public consciousness of health is, is made a shift. I think people, people if, not, are, if, if not healthy, are, are aware more of what they should be doing and whatnot. Do you see that in your sign of field that things are starting to change and people are starting to think more accounts of, of themselves in that situation? Uh, now, that is a question dear to my heart because I always, you know, there's two ways to answer that question. So what I would hope is that everyone realizes that their health is worth it because they are worth it, right? So mindset is a big part of this. Do I feel worthy? Do I think I'm important to make the changes? You know, what's, be what's in our head is going to dictate our outcome, right? A big part of it. Because you have to, um, you have to put time and effort into any lifestyle. So you're going to put time and effort if you're going to uh, a fast food restaurant or if you're going to a regular supermarket or if you're going to, you know, take it, totally a different way yes there is more information but we are creatures of habit and if it's too overwhelming if that's also you know I've got a lot of stuff going on and now another thing I got to look into I got to see this I got to see if it's GMO non-GMO <laughs> I have to cook it how I got to use what oil so you really have to look at it that it's not overwhelming, but hell, this is my body, and I want, while I'm here on this earth, I want to live healthy and a good quality of life, because when you're sick, it's not a great quality, and you can't really reach all of your goals, because we have goals. We have things we want to do in life, right? If we look at it from this perspective, then you'll be like, hey, I want to know how my body's functioning, and I want a customized what is going to work for me, and there's really nothing that's going to tempt me, right, because Food tastes really good, you know, like people always want to know, what do you eat? And I'm like, well, look at my Instagram. I take pictures all the time, and I love what I eat. I love to eat, you know. So 
but I want it to. I, I want to ask myself, what is it going to do for me? Is it going to nourish my body? Is it going to, you know, give me energy, be great for my skin, my hair, etc. I don't know if people are there yet. I think we're scratching at it, right? It also depends on the individual. I think when a person hits rock bottom, they're more apt to continue along the way. If it's a person who believes that the conventional medical industry is the Bible, then I then that's a little hard too because you, you know they are not up to speed. So it, it's it's we're in a shift, we're in a change. And I just, I know that it's not going to stop. I don't know how fast it's going. So it really all depends on you going to take charge of your life or let someone else dictate to you. I mean, even if you go to a functional medicine person or alternative, you want to partner with them. You don't want them to tell you what to do. You, and that's why I always recommend, I want the person, I want everyone to really be in tune with themselves because we are all unique, you know? So there is, I do, do see changes. I just um, would love for everyone to embrace this in a way that, yeah, I'm worth it. I want to be this healthy as opposed to my mother had this, my grandmother had this, my uncle had this, my father had this, or I'm so busy at work, I'm so stressed out, I just have to, I want to quiet that. I want to quiet stress, so I'm just going to shove something in my mouth. Well, that, that's, I like how you put that. Like, so much is brought down from our, that we don't even realize from the previous generation of our parents and, and their parents and stuff. You're so influenced you know, even as you become an adult, you know, like usually they always say, like, the first time anyone's legal to vote, they usually vote who, you're, who their parents are voting for because they don't have that, that that experience to make an informed decision or, you know, they, they believe the things their parents do or they, or they have the same mindset and they eat the same way. I know when I first came out on my own and I started cooking by myself, I was making all the recipes that my mom had given, given me and that her mom had given her that had about three inches of cheese on it. So you're, so you're so ingrained in that culture that you grew up in. And honestly, the culture I grew up in was macaroni and cheese and pasta every night and have a Twinkie to bring to school and some sugar-coated cereal. And it, it takes, it's probably going to take a couple generations before we can actually, you know, disassociate ourselves from that because, you know, it's just so ingrained in our culture. Like, as kids, you know, kids probably need the more more nutrition than anybody on the planet because you're developing as a human being. And we feed kids the crappiest food. We just throw <laughs> sugar at them. It's, it's almost like they're the last person that we should be feeding like that, and we're just throwing that stuff at them. And it's part of childhood. Like, people will get on you and say, like, oh, come on, you're too, you're too strict. You give your kids, you know, some sugar once in a while. <laughs> it really is. I know. It's so true. <laughs> I think it's it is slowly changing, but you know if somebody like me who grew up and really lived on junk food for a long time uh, can make the change, you know it, it certainly didn't happen overnight. But once I once I started to shift my food choices, and and I began to notice how differently my body felt and liked it, I, I didn't want some of those foods as much, you know? And um, so there, there's a great, there's an immediate payoff 
you know, from healthier food choices. And it's, you know, weight loss is part of it, but having greater energy and, and clarity and just, you know, strength is, is huge. And I, I, I started to really enjoy those qualities and value them, you know, more than, more than just certain flavors on, on my taste buds. But um, speaking of strength, we have a question from one of our faithful uh, mm-hmm. listeners, Bill Henson, and mm-hmm. he wanted your thoughts, Nancy, on what, what are some foods and maybe even supplements, natural supplements, that would um, promote muscle, muscle mass and muscle growth? Okay. So I would say of uh, the f- important muscle-building foods and supplements, the first is going to be what protein one is having because we need protein to build the muscles. Um, muscles are made mostly of protein and water, right? So at least, uh, 30% of the calories should come from protein. You know, the more, the great, um, depending on what protein. So if it's animal food, such as beef, chicken, or fish, I would say if it's beef, go with grass-finished, um, chicken, organic, or uh, what they call naked chicken, so they don't have any antibiotics or growth hormones. You don't want to go with conventional chicken because they're loaded with arsenic um, in the tissue. You can't burn this out. I once had a mm. cancer research scientist say to me, well, I eat conventional chicken because when I cook it, I burn out the arsenic in the tissue. And I said to myself, and this is clearly why they are not finding a natural treatment for cancer, because that abs- that doesn't have any science behind it that you will be able to burn out the arsenic in the tissue. Okay, so every conventional chicken is loaded with arsenic because those poor little chickens are fed food sprayed with arsenic so it doesn't go rancid. Um, And then you're also getting antibiotics and growth hormones, and all of that is very bad and causes inflammation. So if you're getting your protein from animal, go grass-fed, grass-finished, and make sure no antibiotics, uh, no growth hormones. If you're doing fish, then choose the fish that is low mercury. Um, And there is the uh, great uh, calculator um, that will show you, um, and I use this when I'm not eating the normal fish that I would tend to have, Um, you can type in your weight, and you can um, then select on the fish that you're having and say, and then type in how many ounces of the fish you're going to eat, and it will tell you how much mercury you are consuming. So if it's a lot of mercury, find another fish because if you cannot detoxify, you're going to hold on to that mercury, and that is clearly very toxic. So the website is actually seaturtles.org, or you can type in gotmercury.org, and it will then redirect you to seaturtles.org, and that's S-E-A, turtles, S-E-A-Turtles.org. Great, great website. Love it. I remember I was on vacation once, and they didn't have um, – 
they didn't have shrimp um, and they didn't have salmon. So they're like, well, we have halibut. And I was like, halibut, I'm not really sure. Let them, you know, come back. And I took out my phone. I went on the calculator and it showed it was going to be like 700% over. I was like, forget the halibut. So uh, clearly I didn't have fish that night. But you want to make sure that your uh, protein um, is derived from something healthy. If you're going with plants and you're doing nuts and seeds, you know, and beans, again, you want it soaked. Um, get a variety of high-protein muscle-building foods. So that's one thing. Protein is made up of amino acids, and amino acids are going to um, help build the muscle. Um, there's over uh, 20 different amino acids out there. So each protein you eat will have a different level of the amino acids. That's why it's good to have a variety of proteins so you could touch upon the different amino acids. The second thing would be if, oh, if someone says to me, I cannot eat all that protein, um, what about protein shakes? So protein shakes are great, for, you know, your, your muscles need to recover, repair, and build, right, to get bigger and stronger after each workout. So that's why it's good to get protein on a daily basis. Um, for protein shakes, I would be a fan of um, egg whites, hemp, or pea protein. Um, I'm not a fan of whey protein. I know lots of people go for whey protein. But if you can't break that down, and many people have an issue with it, you know, and, and you have uh, a lot, uh, several health issues that you're just dealing with on a daily basis, um, inflammation uh, throughout yeah. the body, does, then I would drop the whey. Does um, whey contain casein? See, whey is from that good old animal that I don't like unless I'm uh -huh. eating it. Um, so right. the problem with whey is we do see that if you have a, a um, many people will have uh, sinusitis. It's the the liquid remaining after milk has been curdled and strained. So it's the co-product of what's manufactured of the cheese or the casein. That's why I'm not a fan of it. Um, ah, okay. Yeah, so uh, many people actually have issues with it, and so they'll have gas, they'll feel bloated, they'll, you know, feel like they have clogged ears, they'll have clogged sinuses, that post-nasal drip all the time. And I'm like, okay, well, yeah, it definitely could be all of, you know, how it's produced. Um, and the proteins isolated from the whey, you know. So that's why I'm I'm not a fan. We do see that there's um, milk allergies. The whey proteins are responsible for some milk allergies, and the casein um, is a problem for many people. If you have a whey shake and you feel mentally foggy, um, you probably can't break down the casein, and that could lead to um, cognitive issues as well. So I try these other ones. Uh, some people are allergic to eggs. Well, you have hemp. 
and you have P. And I would go, uh, why I don't mention rice is because rice is loaded with arsenic as well. So you want to balance that out. Sometimes they add rice to pea protein. And I would go for unsweetened. And if you don't like the way it tastes, I would recommend adding organic stevia to it as opposed to any of the chemical sweeteners. Um, the other thing is you definitely need to have water. 70 to 80% of our muscles are made up of water, um, you know, and, and protein, right? So if you're dehydrated, your muscles will take much longer to repair and get bigger. So you want to have water. Um, and as the more intense your exercise routine is, the more water you should be having. Um, another food that would help is complex carbohydrates. You know, if you think about the animals in the wild, um, the, you know, if you think about the gamey meats, and you look at them and you're like, wow, they're so muscular, you know, what are they eating? They're eating, they're not drinking whey protein. Um, they're definitely not having simple carbohydrates and sugars and stuff. They're grazing on the greens. So complex carbohydrates would be very helpful for the muscles. Um, and the more green leafy vegetables, the better. So as far as um, supplements, a branched chain amino acid, you know, it, it, that's why we mentioned variety of protein if you're having it in food because you want to get all these different amino acids. Branched chain amino acids boost energy levels during your workout. They keep your, um, your brain actually from not recognizing fatigue. They reduce cortisol and they help prevent or fight off um, the, the fat gain. Um, multivitamins are something that's really good because your body loses essential vitamins and minerals and you need that to help build muscles. So that would be um, very good as well. And then I know that Bill had asked about spirulina and I'm a fan of spirulina. I'm a big mm -hmm. fan of superfoods and spirulina um, 65% of it is from protein so um, you definitely mm. want to add um, add your um, superfoods and superfoods but with be well spirulina is a blue green algae so that would be one of them and um as well as uh, goji berries are really good um that's really good for the blood as well um and it's a great little snack um let's see what else superfoods um that's you know great. if you have like uh yes that's great and then even um you know, cocoa beans, so the chocolate, but not, when I say this, I don't mean like a Hershey bar. Um, <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I mean the really bitter chocolate um, is also a superfood for um, one's muscles. Um, and, so and you said it helps with serotonin, too. It, it yeah. kind of, you know, kind of tranquil, not tranquilize, but it calms you down a little bit. Yes. It really does. Um, so we find something good here. And there are these like Julian Bakery cells 
a paleo chocolate bar, and it's very bitter. You know, don't think it's like a candy bar. You only need one or two pieces, and that really does help with muscle building, and it raises one's serotonin. Quinoa um, is also a great, uh, what we would call a grain, because it has the eight of the essential amino acids, um, and it has higher protein than wheat, barley, or other grains. So there's many bodybuilders that do incorporate quinoa. Um, Green veggies are definitely great because not only do they have vitamins and minerals, but they have glutamine, and um, all of this is really helpful. And when I mean green, I'm talking about your spinach, your broccoli, your asparagus, Um, if you like arugula, especially this time of year, you can make a really great salad um, and get your superfoods as well. But if you want to take a supplement, then I would recommend the spirulina, and it also gives you energy. So you don't want to take it at night, but you mm-hmm. can uh, definitely, I would take it in the morning. It contains eight amino acids. It's, it has uh, chlorophyll, um, uh, enzymes. It's rich in vitamin A, B1, B2, B6, K, E. <laughs> it helps to repair mm-hmm. muscle tissue. Um, it's it's so really great. It has iron. It has iron. Morning? I would take oh. it in the morning or with lunch. Uh-huh. That would be it. Um, the raw chocolate is is very helpful as well for muscle recovery. Uh, cayenne mm. pepper is great because it purifies the body. Um, I like to add a little apple cider and a little cayenne pepper in um, in uh, in water and just drink that. It also helps mm-hmm. with fluid elimination through sweating, um, so that gets rid of the toxins. And the goji berries, I mean, you could add that with some of your healthy uh, um, nuts, and that's a nice little, like, trail mix, but it actually produces the human growth hormone when consumed, uh, the goji berries, high in antioxidants and protein, and it actually contains 19 different amino acids, including eight Mm. of the essential amino acids for muscle-building protein. Uh, You know, and I mentioned this before about toxins. So, and this goes to the question you asked before about, you know, we look at Americans and we say obesity and, you know, they're eating so much and this and that. Well, what we also have to look at, and this is step one on my nine-step program, what we have to look at is how much are we coming across in our environment that's toxic, that is now affecting our endocrine, that's going to affect our thyroid, our hormones, our adrenal system. And we are, I think we... Don't look at that piece of the puzzle. And, you know, if you're on uh, Twitter or Facebook, and if you follow me on those, I I try to get daily tweets out on uh, every day that, you know, just give little tidbits to think about and to say, hmm, okay, my food is in plastic. Oh, and now I'm using the microwave, which is a whole different story how that 
what that does to us. But yeah. are you heating it up in plastic? And that plastic now is turning into a really bad toxin that's going to affect or even shut down endocrine processing. And that's going to affect thyroid. And now I'm not going to be able to lose weight and my metabolism is going to be slow. Or, you know, when I, I see a lot of hairdressers and I, uh, you know, that unless they're using organic products, they're in a very toxic environment. You know, they're absorbing it, they're applying it, and it's so toxic. If they can't detoxify, that's going to lead to thyroid issues, weight gain, as well as degenerative diseases. So you have to look at what not only are you putting in your body, what are you putting on your body, what are you surrounding your body with, you know, go (laughs) and... You go, you, but that's what I love about your approach is you go way beyond food because it really is um, the whole picture. It's environment, it's habits, lifestyle, yes. uh, what's stressing you out, how stressed are you. And, um, you know, really until you can get to the bottom of your own health and look at it, um, it it's just it's not going to change. And I, I'm going to spell your name first and last, so people can go to your website, and through that, they can get to your Twitter, your Pinterest, and, and Facebook, right? Right. Okay, right. so it's N N A N C Y G U B as in boy, E-R-T-I. And uh, I know you offer that nine steps to a healthier uh, living a few times a year. It's a really worthwhile online course. And you work with people all over the world, um, you know, through Skype and telephone. So, uh, you know, it's, it's just a really, I, I like to really unplug from conventional medicine that it does have its place, but um, it's limited, you know, so I'm a big believer in functional medicine. It's helped me tremendous, tremendously in my own life. And I just, I I encourage anyone listening to really start to listen to your body and, and little by little, just, just start to groom your food choices because it will make a difference. Definitely. That's great advice. You know, baby steps. I always say, don't get overwhelmed. You get overwhelmed. You will not act. And you can have all this knowledge or listen to the show. And if you don't, do little steps, then you're not going to change, right? So mm-hmm. if you keep doing mm-hmm. the same thing, which may be inaction, um, that's not going to get you anywhere. So I would encourage you to at least first believe in yourself and believe that you're worth it. You're worth reaching optimal health, what that is to you. So what is that? You know, go to a starting place. And then look at all aspects of your life. Um, You know, sometimes it takes, you know, just reading the daily tips for six months or a year before you do what it is you need to do um, to, to know that you need to become your best health advocate. And on the website, there's a programs page. You know, there's free videos on there. On the blog, there's free videos on there. It's just trying to empower you with all the information. Um, And then Mm -hmm. with the nine steps, you know, 
if anyone's interested, I do. I just spoke at the annual ECA, which is a big fitness um, in Times Square where there are yoga owners and gym owners and everything else where now they're taking what I love, and this is where I see the change in society. Now they're taking the gyms and they're taking the studios, and they don't just want to offer a program, an exercise. They want to, they see, wow, my member is going to go further if they look at their whole lifestyle. So for those individuals, we do an affiliate program where they bring the, you know, the members as a group and we do challenges. It really all depends on the institution Mm -hmm. and the organization, but it's really uh, enriching the lives of others to live their healthiest and happiest and most fulfilled. Well, absolutely. Thank you, Nancy. And uh, thank you, Stacy. Of course, uh, great show tonight. Uh, so much. It was cool just to sit back and listen. And I've got to urge you guys, if you're listening right now and you're, I know you're probably listening and you're overwhelmed, go back to iTunes or go back to DDPradio.com, play the episode again. There's so much stuff. You can just jot down a few things that I guarantee you will help you. Um, so, uh, yeah, I got a lot of people tell me they listen a couple times, uh, during your shows, Nancy, and, uh, listen the first time to take it in and the second time to jot some stuff down. So, uh, really great wealth of information and we're lucky to have Nancy as a resource here on the show. Um, it's, uh, it's a pleasure to have you on as usual and, uh, I guess summer will be here before we know it. So we'll talk to you soon, I'm sure. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks so much for coming on again, Nancy. We always learn so much from you. And, um, yeah, we'll, we'll be continuing to check out your daily tips. The one you gave on using the vent when you cook with gas, yes. uh, the vent over your stove, has saved us. I can't even tell you how many headaches. We feel so much better. Uh, it didn't occur to us to turn the vent on, and that was all thanks to one of your daily tips. So well, thank check you. out her page. Yeah. Read it. Read and learn. <laughs> and uh, we'll talk to you. We'll talk to you in the summer, Nancy, and, um, you know, check out her website and Twitter and all that good stuff. And and just keep on on uh, healthifying the world. We need you. <laughs> well, thank you. We need you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, once again, another episode of DDP Radio at ddpradio.com. I promised uh, Dallas that we would uh, I would go over and say uh, Sunday, May 1st, 2016, I know we have a lot of international listeners. You can get us online, and we've got a lot of people checking it out. So if you're in Australia, the DDP Yoga Australian Workshop is happening Sunday, May 1st, 2016. And uh, also don't forget the DDP Yoga Performance Center is hosting an amazing uh, DDP Yoga mm-hmm. Ultimate Workshop bash. It's a whole day full of events, really cool stuff. Uh, DDP Yoga Performance Center in Smyrna, Georgia. As always, you can find out all that information over at ddpyogaworkshops.com. And uh, that's about it. Until next week, uh, you're going to want to tune in next week because we have uh, Lexi from the Travelsmiths, uh, DDP's niece himself. Uh, I'm sure you guys all know Sally. They're going to be checking in next week and uh, giving us some updates on the DDP Yoga Retreat, which uh, you're going to want to get in on that because it's the most amazing time of year. Uh, and if you haven't been, you're going to want to listen to the show because I guarantee you when Lexi starts going into it, you're going to want to get there. But uh, until next week, uh, thank you guys so much. Uh, thank you, Stacey. Uh, Stacey's on Twitter at StaceyMorris11. 
and also on mm-hmm. Facebook at Stacy Morris Clean Comfort and StacyMorris.com. Appreciate you. Uh, Thank you, Mike. You guys, you guys have you guys have a great conversation and a great routine going, and uh, you guys are so knowledgeable about that kind of stuff. So it's great to kind of just like sit back and hear you guys like flow with that. Sounds really cool. Well, I'm glad you you remained tornado free tonight. That that had to yeah. be a big relief. <laughs> yeah, we the storms haven't rolled in yet, but we're we're it's looking pretty dark. So, um, thank you guys so much for the off Robert McLaren. Uh, he's probably uh, doing some work even though he's off. But uh, thank you, Robert, for getting me all set up here. And until next week, GDP Radio at GDPRadio.com. We will take the night off, and uh, we will see you next week. Until then, remember to never, ever, ever. Ever, ever. Give up. See you guys. Kicked it today, man. That was a great workout, man. The power bomb set up by Page. Oh! He's in the Diamond Cutter. I don't believe it. Diamond wow. Cutter out of the power bomb. We're going home. You've been listening to DDP Radio. Tune in again next week for another edition of DDP Radio with more great guests, inspiration, and news from Diamond Dallas Page and Team DDP Yoga. Keep up all the great work and, most importantly, own your life. This has been a presentation of DDP Yoga and Blog Talk Radio.